WBNE. Hello and welcome to episode 103, All About the Hobbit, chapter 16, A Thief in the Night, being the 103rd part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by Adonis. He is a writer and editor of Cinemaholics, as well as a writer for the Nerds of Color. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? It's great. Great to have you on. Thank you for joining us for this. I think this is the shortest chapter of all of The Hobbit. Oh, this is a really short one. This is like a page and a half, pretty much, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, yeah. I think it's like four pages. Yeah, four yeah. or five pages in my copy. Yeah, mm. um, but I enjoyed it immensely. Surprisingly, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a who knows like what we're even going to talk about for this episode because it's so short." But I actually enjoyed it mm. quite thoroughly. Um, we'll definitely have some things to talk about, and I definitely have thoughts and feelings to share. Oh yeah. Um, but before we do that. Uh, could you tell me and the listeners how did you get into Lord of the Rings or Tolkien if it was like through the movies or did you have to read one of the books for school or something? What was that like? Well, I actually, um, I was there with uh, J.R.R. Uh, John, we called him, uh, and he was writing this book and it was it was not at all what the, what the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings are right now. It was more like a like a serial like crime drama and I was like, John, Oh, this- wow. Yeah, I, right? I was like, there's there's too many of these. You got to switch it up a bit, you know? Wow, add, that's awesome. You look, you look amazing for your age then, if you Thank were there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I use a lot, wow. of, a lot of natural oils. It really helps yeah. the skin. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, honestly, though, I, I was kind of young when the original Lord of the Rings movies came out. I think like the first one was 2001 and I was three or four years old. So uh, I wasn't able to watch them like when they came out. Uh, but my dad, he's a oh my god he's a, a nerd for Tolkien he's he loved them he went and saw them all without me because he couldn't take me <laughs> yeah um, I'm finding out through this podcast that a lot of our generation's dads are yeah. huge Lord of the Rings and Tolkien nerds that's how it goes you know they they're into it and then they just kind of throw it at their kids like look at this look at all this cool <laughs> stuff but I'm glad he did he uh he would take he he got them on DVD so I watched them at home uh, and then the Hobbit movies came out, and uh, my dad and I, we actually went to go see all of them in theaters, and the very last one was having, like, at, at our local theater, was having this um, marathon where it was showing all of the extended versions of The Lord of the Rings oh, wow. uh, and all of the versions of The Hobbit. So we went to see that, because that was actually my dad's idea. He was like, we got to go see it, Miho. And I was like, Dad, that's that's like four years of movies right there are you sure yeah we i was going to say was it was that all in one day or was it oh, like yeah. spaced out over the course of a whole weekend it was all in one day but there was an intermission uh i think it was like in between the trilogies or it might have been in between like two of the movies because the extended versions of the lord of the rings are oh my god just so long so, d- so that long. had to have started at like 6 a.m though in the morning it was early it was like it was like nine or ten there was a matinee showing Gosh. and then it just kept going it was cool. It was a great experience. There was a lot of people there uh, dressed up because they loved The Hobbit. Um, I didn't dress up. I just kind of, I didn't have anything. But I did bring my Hobbit book that I had. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> I was like, Dad, I got to bring something. This you have to cool. prove yourself. Yeah, exactly. Just in case someone walks up to me. But I had that book for a while. I didn't read it for a while until after I saw the movies, though. I've heard 
things about the Hobbit movies uh, mm. in comparison to the book. So I'm sure that was an interesting experience. Oh, when yeah. You it was read the book and, and then comparing that to the movie that you saw. <laughs> it definitely was. Yeah. I I think I'm more into the movies than the books, if I'm being honest. But I just think no, it's... that's a that's a fair statement uh, for the Lord of the Rings and Tolkien fandom in general, because mm-hmm. the books are very hard to read and they're not always interesting. They're, yeah. So yeah. I would say the major the majority of people prefer the movies to the books. So mm. you're not alone in that. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, today we we're talking about chapter uh 16 i think (laughs) i hope i read the right chapter yes chapter 16 a thief in the night and in the previous chapter uh it had just the the wood elves and the lake town men had just left bilbo and the dwarves with kind of an ultimatum where they're like give us some of the treasure to help us rebuild our lives because the dragon you woke up destroyed everything. <laughs> that's fair. I think that's a fair exchange. Yeah, I think it's a very fair exchange, but but not for Thorin, not for not for him. He's like, no, this is my treasure and I'm going to keep all of it. <laughs> and so they're like, fine, you're going to stay trapped in there because we're not leaving and you're going to starve to death. Right. Um, there was a really great line about something like, like you can eat your gold if you need to like Mm -hmm. because they're like they're gonna and it happens again in this chapter too of of like this treasure you're gonna die for a pile of money right and you're not even gonna get to do anything with that money just because you don't want to give away a little bit of it to help people stingy man thorin thorin gets a little stingy in this one yeah he hasn't been my favorite yeah. <laughs> uh, throughout the whole book and I kept thinking like oh maybe something will happen that will like make me you know he'll be more likable or I'll you know find myself being more sympathetic to him but the treasure we find really has this um like the, it has this like magical negative effect on the dwarves I don't know if this is something that like it's specific to dwarves if it's just if it's like all treasure makes dwarves like really greedy and lustful after a certain point or if it's just that this treasure in particular because it has some kind of like dragon infused magic i don't know but it's ha- yeah it's having this negative effect on all the dwarves and i'm like yeah i'm still not really liking thorin guys i don't know <laughs> what you want me to do about that <laughs> yeah thorin uh i don't know anyone who has thorin as their favorite i think uh, a lot of people feel sympathy for him uh especially after and i'm, I'm not gonna say anything spoilery but i think the movies kind of help with that sort of visualizing Thorin was a little easier to sympathize mm-hmm. with him, but <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I think I don't know if it's ever been like explicitly stated if it was like some sort of dragon magic or if it's just the dwarves loving treasure. Uh but Thorin definitely kind of takes he go, he goes a little overboard with it, I think. I I don't know what I would do if I was in his position cuz to be fair that is a lot of gold, but I don't know if I would die with it. I'd probably spend it a lot of it. Yeah, like what what good is all this money if you're just going to stay trapped in the mountain doing right. nothing with it? And Get like that's kind of the whole point that these the the lake men and the elves are are making is like you could help your fellow man or you could <laughs> die with hordes of money. You could solve world hunger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Jeffrey Bezos. Um, Still have enough for Gucci bags afterwards like this. There's nothing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, it's a great commentary on like 
the one percent oh, yeah. it's so funny because this was written you know 90 or you know 80 years before the concept of like a one percent right. existed really you mm-hmm. know or i guess you know that idea did exist of course back then but like not to the extent it exists in in today's world it's still um, ex- extremely relevant which is interesting but like super super sad when you think about it yeah oh yeah a hundred percent it's so sad that like this was written you know Tolkien is kind of making you know maybe a commentary on you know the rich people of the world not helping out those in need right. even though they have tons of money to do so mm-hmm. and then yeah here we are all these years decades later like the yeah. hobbit is going to enter the public domain uh in the 2030s i'm so excited for that the... I'm excited and scared, but I think it could be very fun. <laughs> the uh, amount of it could be very fun. <gasps> oh my god, we could get a Muppet Hobbit movie. That is my dream to start specifically to be a part <gasps> of that in any way, shape, or form. Oh my gosh! Oh my amazing. god! I'm so I just suddenly <laughs> got so excited for that. Of the characters, who would you choose to be the one? Who would be like the one human? Oh, the one human! Oh my gosh! Uh... Because I feel, I feel like it would make sense for that to be Bilbo. It would, but also I feel like the Muppet movies always make the main character a Muppet. You know, I feel like Bilbo would be like Kermit or something. or Yeah. Or I feel like Kermit might be Gandalf and there might be like a, a new Muppet, like a Walter Muppet. Um, yeah. I think, honestly, I think it's always funny when the human's like a straight man. So maybe like Legolas or something, like the sort of doesn't take like like doesn't make me a lot a lot of jokes and he's kind of like the serious character um plus i i want to see orlando bloom again in any way even in the 2030s he'll still be an amazing what man. yeah i was gonna say <laughs> so would you have come would you have orlando bloom come back oh and absolutely. be legolas absolutely as a as the one human in a muppet version they they cast him so right because this guy legitimately does not age he is an elf i think and Oh, it's funny you say that because I I think the opposite because I think when I look at Orlando Bloom now, I'm like, oh, he does not look like an elf at all anymore. Oh, I mean, really? that, you know, it was the movies were 20 years ago. That's mm-hmm. very fair. You know, like, oh, how dare like he was 20. He was like 21 or 23 yeah. or something when the when they filmed the movies. It's like, oh, how dare he look like a 40 year old person? You know, <laughs> but maybe I'm looking at the wrong pictures. Maybe I'm, I'm uh, specifically avoiding the ones with any wrinkles and stuff just to keep that illusion yeah (laughs) (laughs) who who would you have as the uh the one human oh man i don't know see i would say i would say oh gandalf should be the one human actor but um i've heard that the movies do give more like you know screen time to gandalf's uh plot in the hobbit but in the book he disappears for like half of it Mm -hmm. so i don't know if you can have the one human just suddenly like just go away and yeah. <laughs> just like be gone and then it's just all muppets mm. um yeah i don't know well then again i i don't it could also be funny if like one of the random dwarves was a human actor <laughs> just feel your keely or something yeah yeah <laughs> just yeah no but just like keely just and, keely. Then, the, and then he has to play against uh, a Muppet for like his counterpart that could be funny That'd I don't know great. yeah I don't know maybe um yeah I don't know listeners let us know <laughs> who which character from the Hobbit would you make the one human in a Muppet movie yeah this and who would important. you cast Miss Piggy as that's just a personal question for me I want to know that I feel like Thorin <laughs> Thorin 
<laughs> okay, I could see that. I don't know. I mean, I think she would play this these scenes very, uh, in particular, very well. Of like, mm-hmm. kind of throw maybe like throwing a temper tantrum over this treasure and being like, "No, it's <laughs> mine." Being like very dramatic about it. Mm-hmm. Who would you? Well, who would you uh, cast Miss Piggy as? Oh, I was thinking maybe Smog. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing and then obviously yeah, sam the eagle would be the eagles the eagle yeah yeah that yeah. would be great but there are no muppets in this chapter not yet we have to wait another 10 years i think guys, <laughs> we'll get there, for we'll that. Get there, so guys. 10 years from now i'll come back and do a special episode for the hobbit muppet movie <laughs> What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, the dwarves. Yeah, they're really um, at this when uh, this chapter opens, several days have passed. And it seems like this negative effect of the treasure has started to carry over to the rest of the dwarves as well. Whereas Mm. before it was, excuse me, before it was kind of just on like Thorin and the other dwarves were like, I guess we'll go along with this. Um, but it seems like now, um, cause it says many of the dwarves spent their time piling and ordering the treasure. So it seems like they're very much getting into the camp of like, no, this is also our treasure and we should keep it. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. And Thorin says he's, he is, Whereas before his search for the Arkenstone was more um, like casual and he was like, if we like find it, great. If not, I mean, I understand like it's such a slim chance it could be here, blah, 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 blah. But now he's really set on finding it. And he says, um, any, he says the stone, uh, he says, uh, that stone of all, the treasure I name unto myself, and I will be avenged on anyone who finds it and withhold- withholds it. And then Bilbo's in the background like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. I was just about to give it to you, too, until all that avenging stuff. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> no. Um, Do you think Bilbo would have given, like, up until he started getting, like, up until Thorin started getting, like, crazy and crazier, do you think he would have eventually given him the Arkenstone? Um, probably, probably at the beginning. I think, um, Bilbo still would have been a little trusting of Thorin. And Bilbo, like, is generally a, uh, a docile character, so I don't think he would have any reason not to give it to him. But he's also a smart character, so I think once, like, as soon as he noticed Thorin was going a little, little wacko, he he was like, all right, yeah, no, that's... Maybe this isn't a good idea. Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, and he's been... Keeping the Arkenstone like uh, balled up, like under his pillow, and hiding it from everyone. Because at this point, he's like, "Oh, they're gonna kill me." If they <laughs> <find> <laughs> so he's just sleeping super nervously, <laughs> like, "Oh no, I've made a mistake." <laughs> and uh, at one point, after uh, again several, it's been several days now that they've been in the mountain, um, and Roak the Raven, I almost said crow, and this is a very, that's a very important distinction. It's a raven, (laughs) not a crow, Um, comes back and reports that Dane um, and more than 500 dwarves are about two days away. And I'm like, first of all, that's so many dwarves. Where, where were the rest of them for this mission? Did no one want to do this? (laughs) Where were they at the very beginning? I, I guess they just couldn't be bothered at the time. It's probably yeah. very hard to get 500 people to to agree to like a single meeting spot. So this had it must have had to have been like a yeah. dire situation. 
Yeah, I, I can't true, get yeah. two of my I can't get two of my siblings to like figure out where we want to go for dinner. So yeah, that's true. And this is also before Zoom, when Zoom made, <laughs> at least made things easier. Yeah, where you could at least hop on a Zoom call or FaceTime. Right. You know, like those things didn't exist back then. Yeah, they're probably all like, you know what, you go ahead. We'll we'll meet you there. Yeah, we'll catch up. We'll after sec <laughs> after second breakfast. We'll we'll rest a bit and then we'll we'll get on the yeah. road. Yeah, <laughs> they get there and it's like you said after second breakfast. It's like oh, we had a lot more breakfasts yeah. than we planned. <laughs> you know how it is. Just <laughs> it happens. <laughs> this huge army of dwarves is coming. That's good news, sort of. But um, winter winter is coming. <laughs> I've never watched Game of Thrones, but I know that winter is coming is a thing from there. Okay. Um, but no, really, winter is coming. And uh, they're like, the winter is going to be like really harsh on all of you guys and the dwarves. Um, and uh, and Thorin's like, yeah, but it also might, he says, it will bite both men and elves. So he's like... Yeah, some of my men may die, but also some of their men will probably die too. So right. in the long run, I think it'll be okay. I may lose a couple of my cousins and uncles and, <laughs> and you know nephews to hypothermia, but... That'll be fine. It's worth it in the end, isn't it? For money? Right. I think it's worth it. <laughs> you, you get the bag. That, that would have been it for me. I would have left. I don't know. I, I feel like I probably wouldn't be uh, an important cousin uh to thorin i don't think i'd be in the main group i think i'd be like jilly somewhere <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm the one who they're okay losing to like pneumonia or something yeah <laughs> same though same i said um i said on another podcast recently that um we were talking about divergent and like what what are they called? Faction you would be in? And I was like, oh, well, I think I would be dauntless, but I wouldn't survive the initiation process. <laughs> and I would just like die or <laughs> I like wouldn't make the I like would be I wouldn't make the cut mm -hmm. and I would get kicked out. And it's OK to be mediocre, guys. You yeah, know, like we, all, we, we read these stories and we're like, oh, yeah, I'd be the hero. No, a lot of us are like the mediocre person in the background who would be the first person to die in a horror movie or something, right. you know? <laughs> I've actually, I've never read or seen any of the, the Divergent movies You don't or need books. to. You don't yeah, need to. Yeah, <laughs> that's what everybody tells me. They're like, have you seen Hunger Games? I'm like, yeah. They're like, okay, you're fine. You you filled the quota. Hunger Games is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Divergent was, it was a, like, good book series. I remember I read, I read the first two, um, on, like, I was on a beach trip, and... They're like really enjoyable books to read. And then the third book was really not that great. Mm. And then the movies were just, it just sharp decline. <laughs> so yeah, just don't, it, it had, it started out with a lot of potential and then they didn't know what to do after that. These, as these things do. Yeah. So you don't, you don't need to worry about it. There's so much, there's so much better content out there to consume. Yeah. There's a lot more out there. Yeah. And the, and the Raven Roak also says, um, how shall you be fed without the friendship and goodwill of the lands about you? The treasure is likely to be your death, though the dragon is no more. And Thorin's like, I I didn't hear you. What? Suddenly I was not listening to yeah. any of that. <laughs> he just doesn't he he just is is blind now to reason and He's oh, actually, out. at some point, Roak even says like this. Where is he says? Oh, he says, I do not call this council good. So the things that he's conveying to Thorin 
in the previous chapter, he was saying, like, I will say what I will not say whether I think it, this is good or bad. I'm just going to be he was taking like I'm just the messenger very right. literally. He's like, I'm not giving my input at all. I'm not going to say whether I think this is a bad or good idea. And so now that he's saying, I think this is bad, this is all bad news and it's not going in a good direction. I think that's a very big deal. Oh, yeah. Um, because previously he was trying to like remain neutral and now he's like you're going to die in here with this treasure mm-hmm. and the dragon isn't even going to be the thing that's going to kill you it's right. your own like greed and stubbornness right this is this is definitely a sort of point of no return for thorin it's starting to get to the point where like even his 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 allies don't trust him and that's that's crazy yeah, and this is what makes Bilbo be like, okay, we've got to act now because yeah. now, now Thorin is saying like he doesn't care. You know, he doesn't seem to care if they're gonna die in there with this treasure. He doesn't seem to care um, how many people are gonna die outside as either like as a result of the winter or war and battle. Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice I am willing to make. He just wants this Arkenstone and this treasure. And so Bilba's like, all right, we got to do something. Uh, one night he takes the Arkenstone and he goes to like climb up on the top of the wall. It just says to the top of the wall. I don't know what wall. I don't know where they are. Um, I just know they're somewhere in the mountain. This is where uh, Tolkien, he gives a lot of detail for like the way certain things look and yet I still can't like picture it in my head. <laughs> it's exactly how um that's where George R. R. Martin from Game of Thrones, that's how he gets that's where he gets his uh writing style because they both they'll like spend an entire page talking about like Gandalf's pipe or something, like what what color it is and how much smoke is coming out and then they'll just be like and then he walked into a building and the door was brown. And I'm just like, that's cool. I'll I'll just fill in the rest, I guess. Yeah, and I'm like, trying. I'm I like, don't... I don't I don't know what uh, middle aged buildings really look like in my in my head, but I'll just Google it or something. Yeah, like I'm sure whatever I'm imagining will be fine. And also, <laughs> it's not going to have like a large effect on like your comprehension of right. the story, unless you're like in an English class and it's like extremely important that you understand (laughs) that the door was green because green represents nature but it also (laughs) represents money and you know whatever like symbolism you have to understand why the door was mahogany and not oak wood that is mahogany it's important (laughs) um so bilbo goes up to where bomber is keeping watch and uh, he said, he's like, oh, my God, it's freezing. We can't have a fire up here. And I'm tired. Um, kind of. He doesn't say it, but I kind of get the impression that Bomber is like, I'm over all of this. And I wish I could say that out oh, loud. Yeah. Me too. But I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm, I'll go along, I guess. But this is, this is getting weird. Yeah. Like, I don't like my involvement with any of this. But right. I'm here now. So I guess I'll do this anyway right um and bilbo's like oh why don't you go inside it's really warm and you can take a nap and i'll keep watch for the rest of your watch period and then i'll wake you up when it's done and he's like okay sounds good um and literally it doesn't even take bomber like as soon as bomber like goes in to like lay down to sleep bilbo's out and i'm like i would at least give it maybe five minutes right just in case bomber's like 
hey, I forgot, you know, my scarf out here or whatever. But Mm. it works out in the end because he successfully, Bilbo successfully slips away into the night. Um, Also, it helps when you have a ring that turns you invisible. Oh, yeah, that's that's (laughs) definitely an assist. (laughs) Um, And so he climbs down the mountain and goes down a path. And he at some point has to go across a stream and he slips and falls and the elves that are camping out there hear this splash and they're like, okay, someone's out there. I bet it's that servant of the dwarves. Mm-hmm. And Bilba's like, S- I'm not a servant. <laughs> servant? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an acquaintance at best. Yeah, like... <laughs> We're, we would definitely be Facebook friends. Yeah. I don't know if they would necessarily, like, invite me to their parties yet, but we're definitely Facebook friends at right. this point. Like, I don't know if I'd go to the wedding. And I was hired. But... Yeah, I was exactly. hired to do something. I'm not a servant. I'm making God. a good wage. What can you say, Elf? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would probably be just as uh, reactive as Bilbo. I, I was yeah. reading and I was like, why would you blow your cover for that? But then I'm like, okay, I would, I don't know if I would just yell it out loud, but I would probably go like, ah, or like, yeah, so yeah, like, like ah. how dare you? They're like, yeah. it's right there. Um, and I had the same reaction too. I was like, oh my God, Pilbo, you are the worst. <laughs> You're the worst. Cause at this point in the chapter, I'm like, oh, he's like, I'm going to sneak away and it's just, t- I'm going home. <laughs> like I did, I did my job. I got you guys into the mountain. The dragon's gone. You have your treasure now. Yeah, peace. And I'm not about to die in a mountain with a bunch of angry dwarves right. um, or die in a battle against elves and men and dwarves. And I'm, I'm going home. Right. I've been dreaming of it this whole time. So I thought he was, sneaking out to just just leave yeah yeah he's like i'm out i've had enough <laughs> back to the shower. um so at this point i was like oh my god bilbo you are so terrible like you fell in the water and you uh when he yeah it says servant indeed snorted bilbo and in the middle of the snort he sneezed loudly so he's like really not good i was like oh my god bilbo you're terrible he's, at this like he's like <laughs> allergic to insults or something he's just she's going all the way with it yeah. <laughs> the elves are like, okay, who was that? Who's, what invisible person is sneezing? And they're like, get a light on. And Bilbo said, oh, wait, no, never mind. Yeah. Bilbo says, let's have a light. I am here if you want me. And he jumps up from behind the rock and takes the ring off. They're all like, are you the dwarves hobbit? And for a second, I was like, how do they even know what the word hobbit is? Because right. they actually no, these are the, yeah, these are the elves. The elves never even saw Bilbo because he was invisible the whole right. time that he was that they were like with the elves mm-hmm. and they never even. So I don't know how they know the word Hobbit, but OK. And he's like, I am Bilbo Baggins, companion of Thorin, if you want to know. And he's like, I would like to speak with your chiefs or bard or whoever, because we have some important things to discuss. Uh, I don't have much time, so let's get going. And at this point, I'm still confused about what Bilbo's 
like motive is here. I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Like, what's the plan here, dude? Right. So he is sitting. So he goes and sits by a fire um, and dries off. And he's sitting with the Elven King and Bard. And uh, Bard is so cool, by the way. Quick side note. Oh my I love oh Bard. My, no, I love Bard. The, he's like Loki, the best character. He's awesome. He's Even even in the movies, they did, they did him right. Like, I think so. I was so. going to say, and that's what I've heard is that they, because... <laughs> <laughs> in the book, it, he's introduced in the same chapter that he kill. Like he's introduced, and like two pages later, he kills Smaug, and uh-huh. you're like, "Who is this random <laughs> dude named Bard? Right. Like, what is going on?" Um, so the fact that I, I I've heard that they like do build his character a little bit more and like set him up, mm-hmm. I'm so happy for that because Bard is awesome and he's low-key the best character in this whole book oh yeah uh and if i get to like learn more about him you know that's that's amazing news oh yeah i look forward to it yeah i'm definitely not against some more bard let's give him a spinoff series yes bard 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 in 10 to 20 years when it's when it's in the domain i'm gonna work on that get going get started now so the second it hits public domain you can like drop the script on right. I don't someone's oh, desk. You know I don't what? know. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the Muppets with the Muppets Hobbit, and I'll make Bard the main character. But I'll just give yes. I'll just give him more screen time. Yes, Who's it's gonna the stop Hobbit, me? but from the perspective of Bard. Right, exactly. <laughs> Most of it would just be him like waking up and like going about his day. Yeah, until it's just he... his normal like day to day life, and then like one day some dwarves and a Hobbit like come to his town, and he's like, "Oh, okay, that's weird." And then like a couple weeks later, there's a dragon. <laughs> he's like, hmm, "All right." <laughs> I like this idea. Let's 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 all come back to that idea yeah. in in twelve years it's or on ten the back years. For now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bilba is sitting around the fire talking with Elven. The El- also it doesn't name the Elven King. It just always says the Elven King, and Bard. He is like, look, this is all a hot mess. I'm tired. My you pe- like the other people of the of this world that we live in are insane. And ridiculous because my people are so much easier to deal with Mm. and I want to go home, but I can't do that because I was promised some of this treasure and there's no way they're going to let me leave with some of this treasure. Right. Oh, and he also, he pulls out, he still has the letter that Thorin wrote being like, oh, you'll get one fourteenth of this treasure. And uh, he pulls it out and is like, I have receipts. <laughs> Bilbo <laughs> this is, is the, so This smart. is the contract. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be, I, I swear, he's going to be like an attorney at law or something. He's got all the evidence. Never yeah. walks away without it. Yeah, I mean he did. He's like I, I can defend, I can defend myself and support my claims. Yes, right. And then he says, um, "I was promised a share in the profits, mind you, because he, he's like, I'm totally for giving you guys some of this treasure and then dividing whatever's left over up. Like I don't." It's fine if you guys want the treasure. I think that's a very rational thing to ask for, considering your whole town was destroyed by the right, dragon right. that we woke up. Right, right. <laughs> like, that's all understandable. Totally but, get it, guys. Totally get it. Yeah, but Thorin is not an understandable dude right now. He's going crazy, um, and he is not going to leave the mountain. Like, he he is willing to die on that treasure, on the, uh, like, Scrooge McDuck yeah. pool of, of gold coins. He's committing, so yes. words aren't going to help at this point. 
Uh-huh. The Elven King and Bard are like, okay, well, we're also committed to staying here uh, until he dies, at which point I guess we'll just storm in and take the treasure. And Bilbo's like, yeah, but the w- this winter is coming. It's going to be bad. Like, a lot of you are probably going to die from it. And even if you, like, survive, it's going to be miserable. Like, wouldn't you rather just end all of this madness now and not have anyone die or go to battle or or any of that? And so then he pulls out the Arkenstone and is like, this is Thorin's like most prized possession. He has said he values it more than the entire treasure, like total. Although I bet, and we'll probably see in future chapters, I bet that when it comes down to it, he's going to be like, I bet I would also like the rest of my treasure too. <laughs> I'd love the Arkenstone, but... Also, the gold, if that's cool. Yeah, like, can I, I, I know I said that I think this is more important than the treasure, but um, I would still like both, please. I was being dramatic, guys. I was, I was in the moment. I was exaggerating. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Bilbo makes, like, a tactical move here, um, and he pulls out the Arkenstone, and I love this description that Tolkien wrote of it. Um, it's so beautifully written. It says, it was a, it was as if a globe had been filled with moonlight and hung before them in a net woven of the glint of frosty stars. Ooh. See that? So good. That is beautiful. Yeah. That's some great describing Tolkien. That's great. Uh-huh. And it's like those small little details in those, those moments like that in his writing when I'm reading these books, because I, I do a lot of ragging on Tolkien <laughs> <laughs> and, and like his characters and his writing and style and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like when I read stuff like that, I'm like, oh, oh, wait, no, he's he's a very good writer. <laughs> yeah, he he uh, he's a polarizing writer. I think there's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. gripes I have with him, too. But I think that he's like the grandfather of like fantasy. I think that a lot oh, of yeah. a lot of what we get today is because of him. Um, also, mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely for better or for worse. Exactly, yeah. I'm definitely taking some of those quotes and like uh, compiling some like Mother's Day cards because uh, my mom does not read Tolkien, and that's probably <laughs> I wrote this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a better way to describe things than 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 I've ever ever tried. Yeah, yeah. Like, dear, dear mom, um, dear mom, you when you smile, a net woven of the glint of frosty stars shines in your eyes. Right. Also, thank you for birthing me. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he pulls out the Arkenstone. It's very beautiful, and everyone is mesmerized by it. And Bilba says, "This is the thing that Thorin values most." And then he gives it to them. And it also mentions um, that, like, there is visible, like, hesitance in Bilbo's face when he does this. And he's very clearly making, like, a very, he's obviously, like, tempted just to keep it for himself. Like, he's successfully found it and hid it from the dwarves for, you know, however long since uh, he first found it. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has successfully snuck out. And like I said, he could easily just walk away at this moment. And I wrote that down in my notes several times, too. I was like, Bilbo, let's just, like, (laughs) walk away from this whole situation. Just go home. You know, wash right. your hands of this. You don't need this anymore. Right. This is so much drama. You don't need it. Focus on you. He gives it up. And everyone is kind of, like, amazed by this. Because this is such a... This is a very, like... It's comparable to, in Lord of the Rings, 
whenever someone has to hand the ring over to another person, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Um, it, like, carries that much meaning. I think so, yeah. And he's like, use this. He tells them to use this as a bargaining t- uh, a bargaining chip in some kind of, like, negotiations with Thorin. And this is when I was like, okay, all right, all right, I get what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. You want, they're going to, you know, theoretically go up to the mountain and be like, we have the Arkenstone. If you give us, you know, some piece of this treasure that we requested earlier, we will give you the Arkenstone. Mm. Hopefully that will avoid a battle or a war or, or whatever would have happened. It's a smart move. But then again, I also know that the last movie is called The Battle of Five Armies, I think. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> and I'm can't. still wondering where the other two <laughs> armies are, because I'm like, okay, dwarves, men, and elves, who are the other two? Um, I I'm guess not, I'll find out. I'm not inclined yeah, to you, say that there yeah, are you any don't armies. Yeah, you don't have to respond. <laughs> But I'm like, okay, obviously, like, some huge battle has to happen, right, for them to name. Like, I know they took a lot of creative liberties with the Hobbit movies, so Hmm. I'm still expecting for there to be some kind of battle that happens. Perhaps, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) And the Elven King says, you are more worthy to wear the armor of elf princes than many that have looked more comely in it. What a big... I'm like, what a like badge of honor to give right? to Bilbo for that. What an awful thing to hear if you're one of those elves just kind of yeah. <laughs> eavesdropping. I was going to say, yeah, it says elf princes. And I believe at this point in the story, Legolas is like in the Hobbit. I don't know how old he is, but I imagine that he's just, I mean, he's not actually <laughs> in the story yet, or I don't know. I know he's involved in the movies. No clue if he shows up in you know the 25 remaining pages of the book but (laughs) legolas is just like in the background like at another around another campfire and he looks up he's like oh my god how dare you (laughs) i can't believe you would say that i've been i thought i looked pretty good in that good lord i so mean all morning getting (laughs) ready (laughs) oh man i brushed my hair like a thousand times i made a (laughs) flower crown like what more do you want um yeah so they tell yeah they tell bilbo that this was like a very worthy thing that he did and mm-hmm. that the mithril shirt that he is wearing um, that was made for, uh, that's what Thorne tells him when he gives him this shirt, that it was like made for an elf prince, um, that like he's very deserving of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like such a great character. There are like so many great character growth moments for Bilbo throughout this book. Yeah. Um, to show how far he's come from the Hobbit who <laughs> like slammed the door in in Gandalf's face basically being right. like please no go away <laughs> <laughs> there's so much development and I, I love it so much Bilbo is my my favorite character not not so much in like all Lord of the Rings but he's like my favorite fantastical main character mm-hmm. I guess if you were to put him up against like Harry Potter and and Frodo I think Harry Potter comes second for me but Bilbo is just like even though it's a short amount of time like he goes through so much that you kind of experience the growth like firsthand and it's so interesting the way Tolkien takes him from that like sort of sheltered introverted character and sort of like brings him out of his shell and stuff it's awesome and it's um it's very refreshing too to read a book about um you know a main character your protagonist 
your hero who isn't necessarily a hero. Yeah. There are oh, there are a lot of points where it'll say like Bilbo was terrified in this right. point in this moment, and like you see him, especially in the beginning. Um, you see him doing all of these things where, like, he messes up a lot. And he's, quite frankly, really terrible at, mm-hmm. you know, being a hero. And they all, you know, make fun of him for that, too. It's really, it's really like, refreshing to read about kind of what I was talking about earlier, how, like, we all like to imagine ourselves as, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, in, you know, all these movies being this cool action hero when, in reality, we're probably all just, like, Bilbo. You right. know, mediocrity is okay. I feel like you have to be, to be a fantasy hero, you have to be that guy who's like quick-witted, always ready to come up with a plan. Like, let's go and and march and fight. And I would probably just go like, they'd be like, hey, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Let's try it your way, I guess. I I can tell you what I... I don't want to do is this. I live in a hole in the ground. I, I'm not a, I'm not a combat expert. It's like I, I just, I, I want to go home and I want to read a book and I want to have some tea. I want to binge <laughs> like, watch Netflix, please. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. So Bilbo says, okay, well, I really need to be going back now. Um, I hope whatever you know plan you guys come up with, you know, good luck with that. I've got to get going. So he goes, he starts leaving the camp. And at this point, you know, this is on the last page of the chapter. And I was just like, okay, the chapter's ending, whatever. Um, but man, <laughs> I, I screamed so much. Okay, so it says, as they passed through the camp, an old man wrapped in a dark cloak rose from a tent door where he was sitting and came towards them. Well done, Mr. Baggins, he said, clapping Bilbo on the back. There is always more about you than anyone expects. It was Gandalf. It was Gandalf. He's just, I love it so much. My God. (laughs) As soon as I saw an old man wrapped in a dark cloak, I was like, oh, I was like, Bilbo Baggins. Gandalf? (laughs) Is that you? And I literally, (laughs) but I was like, you mother. (laughs) Gandalf. Gandalf is so messy. Gandalf the f- gray <laughs> what we have gone through so much shire since we last saw you how dare you just show up and he's so like jovial and casual about right? it and that's what that's what uh bilbo should have said i would have said that word for word oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's what I that's exactly what I would have done if Gandalf had just left us for some random adventure that mm. we don't know about, you know. I I would have been like you mother <laughs> how dare you. He's just so <laughs> like, he's, Don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled to see you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to see you, but I'm so upset at you right now. He's so oh messy, man. Oh my god. Speaking but, uh, speaking of like uh like hobbit public domain features i really want to see let's just do like a uh collection of like gandalf side shorts like side yes. story shorts I've, yes I, I guarantee you most of the time he's just like running errands or like getting some more tobacco magic tobacco for his wife or something yeah what if yeah he tells um when he leaves them before they go into mirkwood um he says like oh i have some other business to attend to and i'm thinking like <laughs> 
I was thinking, you know, in the vein, since I've read Lord of the Rings, in the vein of Lord of the Rings, where like, oh, maybe he's going to like meet with Saruman or something, mm-hmm. or maybe he is like going back to Rivendell or, you know, who knows? And I think at this, at that point, yeah, Bilbo had found the ring. So maybe mm-hmm. he was like, what's up with this ring? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about it in terms of like, oh, I'm sure he's going to attend to like some very serious business or something that maybe has consequences in the future. Nah, he was just going to Target. Alternative Alternatively, <laughs> it's so fun to, you're right, to imagine that of like, he was just going back to the Shire to get some weed. <laughs> the Shire is definitely the place for that. Oh my God. Yeah. He's like, it's been to, I ran out, my stash ran low. I've got to, I've got to turn back y'all. I can't have any unexpected journeys without, without my fix. I'm sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> I oh know. my God. Yes. Yeah, so Gandalf is back. Again, like you heard me, I was just losing my mind. I was just cracking up <laughs> because it it was just like the most Gandalf thing ever. Right? To just show up out of the... Out of the... Oh, hey. He just, just, he doesn't even I explain just imagine himself. that he... It also makes me laugh, maybe thinking that he had, maybe he saw Bilbo in the distance and was like, oh, this will be funny, watch. <laughs> and he great. like kind of maybe disguises himself right. as, you know, he like wraps himself in a cloak or something to like hide it. And he's like, I'm going to pop out and surprise him. <laughs> watch like, this. It'll be so funny. Don't tell him I'm here. Don't tell him I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And this is. Uh, the first time, it says, for the first time for many a day, Bilbo was really delighted. But he doesn't have, there's no time for them to talk and for Bilbo to be like, where the f*** were you? Yeah. I think <laughs> what were you doing? I think there's a little time. I think we got like five, two minutes to spare. But, you know. I know, right? Yeah. Priorities, I think I guess. so, too. <laughs> and Gand- Gandalf says, all in good time. Things are drawing towards the end now, unless I am mistaken. Um, you are not mistaken because there are, oh, shoot, now I have to do math (laughs) there are 30 there's about 35 pages left Mm. so yes Gandalf it is drawing towards the end now Um, there is an unpleasant time just in front of you but keep your heart up you may come through all right there is news brewing that even the ravens have not heard good night thanks Gandalf (laughs) (laughs) Bilba's like I'm sorry what now huh can can we return to the part where you say you may come through all right. Right. Can we go back to the to the foreboding uh, dark times ahead of us part? I really feel like we need to spend some time on that. Yeah, like what what do the ravens not know? Yeah. Like, clearly you know what the ravens don't know. The ravens are supposed to know everything. Them. They're supposed to be the messenger guys. So what are... What, what, yeah. What's going on here? What's happening? <laughs> and it says, puzzled but cheered. And I'm like, that's a great description for, <laughs> for this moment. Yeah. yeah. Very confused, but still happy that Gandalf is here. Right. So Gandalf stays at the camp and Bilbo goes back up to the mountain. He gets there in time to wake up Bomber for the rest of his shift. And then he goes to bed and it says, as a matter of fact, he was dreaming of eggs and bacon. This is so close because on WBNE, our podcast network, we have a podcast called Bacon and Eggs. <laughs> yeah, with the... and it was almost there. It was so close. <laughs> it was so close. Could have just been dreaming of bacon and eggs. Um, no, but he was dreaming of eggs and bacon, which is of course very on brand uh, for Bilbo the Hobbit to be like 
man, uh, there's apparently battles happening and dark times ahead and things the ravens don't know. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna close my mind off <laughs> and compartmentalize. And you know what? Maybe sometime in the future I'll get some breakfast again. Right, that yeah. would be nice. I'm just yeah. gonna repress all of that. And yes. I'm gonna think about something simple: bacon and or eggs and bacon. <laughs> Even Bilbo. Another reason Bilbo is such a relatable character, I think. His repressed trauma. You can really oh, yeah. all speak to that. <laughs> and like, even more so when you get into, you know, Lord of the Rings and poor Frodo had to like, sh- literally leave this plane of existence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of everything. He's like, yeah. I got it. I got too much to deal with right now. And repressing it isn't working anymore. That's what that's what hobbits are supposed to do. That's how we're supposed to deal with our problems. And it's not working, y'all. So I'm I'm Audi 5000. The I'll group, see you later. The group sessions uh, <laughs> for therapy in the Shire uh, must be a lot more interesting thanks to Bilbo and Frodo. Like a yeah. lot more. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they like go around in a circle and it's like, yeah, uh, today was a really terrible day. Some rabbits got into my garden and they ate all of my vegetables and I worked so hard on them and I'm just so disappointed. And Frodo's like, yeah, yeah, that's really hard. <laughs> um, anyway, so today is the anniversary of the time I got stabbed by a Nazgul. Yeah. Yikes. Well, keep talking about your rabbits, Beverly, please. I want to I hear about it. <laughs> is the garden okay? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, let's circle. Can I help you grow yeah. the vegetables again? I mean, I, I don't... You know, I need some to work on. I don't have great yeah. motor function because of the stabbing, but I'm yeah. sure I could. <laughs> I'll be there for moral support. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that is the end of the chapter. Was there anything else that you wanted to bring up or talk about that we didn't already? Um, in terms of the chapter, uh, this is on. Honestly, this is one of my favorite chapters. I know it's like super short, but there's so much like drama and messiness that happens in this one chapter i mean before you even get to gandalf just popping up just being like hey i'm back there's like bilbo just deciding to go complete mission impossible which was so which is so cool and yeah bilbo going rogue yeah Yeah. he's like all right i got a plan and it works out though i love seeing thorin's uh i I don't want to say like antagonistic turn but like this sort of money sickness that he has Mm -hmm. uh it's interesting to see like uh, again, I'm not going to say anything because you'll be reading chapter 17. But like, it's interesting to see like where that all goes and like how it got there. So uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to say about it. Yeah, it was. Uh, I definitely agree that this was like a very, you know, yes, it was a very short chapter, but it was extremely enjoyable. Yeah. And it's definitely up there with, you know, one of my favorite chapters in The Hobbit. Um, I don't know if it could, be, you know, I don't know if it could beat um uh, inside information where Bilbo meets Smaug and they have that conversation oh, um, or uh, riddles in the dark where it's him and Gollum doing riddles back and forth. Riddles that don't make sense, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very mad. Some of those riddles do not check out. Right. I'm like, that's not a riddle. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was like a super, like very surprisingly super enjoyable chapter. Yeah. Um, and thank you for joining me for it. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on the internet? And uh, please, you know, plug or share anything you would like to plug or share. Alrighty. Well, uh, people on the internet, you can find me on Twitter at adogon21. That's A-D-O-G-O-N-2-1. Uh, I tweet weird things sometimes, so sorry about that. Sometimes it's three in the morning and I have a thought like, oh, I wonder what 
uh, Spy Kids would be like if it was a mature movie. So don't even worry about those. Just ignore it's them. It's okay. Don't. They follow me on Twitter, and you prob- they've probably read worse things from me. So don't worry about it. <laughs> I follow you on Twitter. so <laughs> um, You can also check me out uh, at cinemaholics.com, where I write a lot of cool stuff. I'm working on a Loki piece right now, because Loki's out, and I'm going to be watching like every episode. Favorite mm-hmm. character. I love him so much. Um, I'm also on Nerds of Color, of course. So I have an interview coming up with uh, Natanya Alexander and Luca de Maxwell from Generation. And if anybody watches that, it's on HBO Max. It's a really cool uh, LGBTQ uh, representing show about just like six or seven high school kids just going through life in modern society. So definitely make sure to check that one out. Awesome. Cool. That's all very exciting stuff. Yes. And all of that, um, listeners, will be linked in the episode description. So make sure to go show all of that stuff some love. That's What I'm Talking About is a proud member of WBNE. You can learn more about the network by going to WBNE.org, where you will find all of our shows like Late to the Party. This is an urgent message. If you or a loved one have been suffering from mild hallucinations, encountering what looked like a a horde of zombies, lack of fine motor function, there was no parking, and I pulled up on the lawn and broke a sprinkler head. The inability to sit for long periods of time. Did you just break the chair? Jordan is holding a chair arm up. Roll to sit. Oh, did not do so good. Trouble using your... Tools. Are you going to take another smashy smash? I sure am. 13 probably doesn't hit. Does not hit. Sorry about the dice, Scott. <laughs> or existential crises. And I'm playing Sunny Days, a high elf cleric, a half elf cleric, a quarter elf cleric, a mostly human cleric, a mostly human, but with a smidgen of elf cleric. You may be entitled to podcasts. Ask your doctor about Late to the Party, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast for the whole family. Available every other Monday on WBNE.org or wherever podcasts are sold. The cover is by Graphite, a.k.a. Vaishon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash pod or following the link in the episode description. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TolkienAboutPod. You can find me on Twitter at MCWhatsUp and Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. You can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Go to Patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod to explore the different tiers and perks that are available. You can join our Discord server for $3 a month. You can just become a $1 a month supporter. All levels of support I am so appreciative. Literally, I didn't think I would have any people who would want to support me at all. So the fact that I have any patrons to begin with is amazing. In particular, um, an amazing person this week is Zach, because Zach is this week's episode sponsor. Thank you so much for becoming a supporter and patron of That's What I'm Talking About. As I have mentioned so far this month, I am donating all of the funds that are raised through my Patreon for the month of June to previously, it was called the Harry Potter Alliance, um, but now they have rebranded themselves and are now called Fandom Forward. Fandom Forward still does all of the same amazing advocacy and activism work that the Harry Potter Alliance does or did. It's all the same amazing organization um, doing great things for the LGBT plus community in particular uh, in honor of the month of Pride. Um, that is why I'm donating to them this month. So if you would like to help me support them, you can become a patron. And if you cancel your Patreon membership at the beginning of July, that's totally chill. I get it. Um, or if you would like, you can also donate directly to Fandom Forward by following the link that I will leave in the episode description. 
And as always, if you like what you're listening to, please rate and review. Thank you so much for joining me. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Any parting words? Um, If your friend is going crazy over money or like some priceless artifact, it might, don't hesitate to just sort of like, like get that straightened out. I, I know, I know it's all about like being with your, being for your friends forever and stuff. But, um, you know, don't, don't let them go crazy because then that's going to affect you too. So yeah. that started off as a joke, but you know what? That's some pretty good advice. And I'm going to, yeah, yeah. I think I might take it myself. I don't have any money crazy friends right now. We're all broke, but. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah.